Welcome back to another episode of Ego Friendly, a podcast that promotes self-growth and positivity for listeners. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about the continual stigma faced by those experiencing mental illnesses within the Latinx community to share personal experiences of their mental illness journey and ways you can connect with these individuals in order to change their crisis within the community. Like many other cultures in the U.S., the Latinx heritage community has been playing a heavily role in creating a rich story of the American culture. In the context of health and mental health, it's important to understand that there are differences of community members for self-identity. For example, Latinx versus Latin. Latino versus Hispanic. Those who identify Latinx may consider themselves as Latin American ancestry, meaning that they are from Central America, South America, or the Caribbean, while those who identify as Hispanic may be proudly referring to ancestors from Spain or Spanish-speaking countries. And as a result, you might have a mixture of names and immigration patterns from Hispanic or Latinx, since the Spanish language is typically gendered and term Latinx is used to eliminate the binary choice male versus female. Now, there are barriers to mental health care within the Latinx and Hispanic community um, where vulnerability to mental illnesses is uh, just as worse as the uh, white population. However, they face disparities in both access to it and also the quality of treatment that they, re- they receive from mental health facilities. In approximately 33% of Hispanic or Latinx adults with mental illnesses receive treatment each year compared to the U.S. average of 43%. This is due to many unique barriers which we'll be talking today. So the first uh, sort of cause for the uh, mental health um, crisis that's going on in the Latinx community, our Hispanic community, includes something called stigma. And stigma really varies a lot over the years. We hear mental stigma happening around um, the world. It's something that um, I would say towards this day and age, I think in modern times, it is a little bit more recognized by the public and we're slowly kind of accepting it even though we have fully accepted it and that cause is probably due to cultural uh, one's culture that might impact the way they perceive mental illnesses um, that are faced by individuals and specifically within the Latinx and Hispanic community they have their own sort of unique interpretations um, for those that have mental illnesses um, And so Latinx and Hispanic individuals may not seek treatment because maybe they don't recognize the signs or any of the symptoms um, to their mental health conditions or they don't really know where to find help. So that's also one of the prime causes. Um, But many people in the Latinx or Hispanic community tend to be very, I guess, private. So they tend to just keep their, you know, troubles to themselves. They don't want to reveal it to the public. It's kind of like... I guess it's kind of like, you know, we just do what we do every day and conceal it to ourselves. And it's kind of happening um, across different, uh, I wouldn't say it wouldn't be applicable to other communities as well. But primarily for Latinx and Hispanic community, you know, it's just something that is, you know, 
the elephant in the room. It's there, but we don't bring it up. And as a result, this can lead to a lack of information within the community, maybe about like mental health, um, about normalizing mental health, and it's just viewed as taboo. And because of this lack of information, it really increases the stigma that is associated with mental health issues. Um, there's this word called locos, right, which basically means crazy um, in Spanish. And it's just having a mental illnesses and kind of correlating it with shame. And additionally, sometimes faith communities can be a source of distress if they are not, you know, well-informed and do not know how to support families dealing with mental health conditions. That can also increase this sort of tension that the mental health community um, are facing, and specifically people who have a Latinx background. The second uh, cause would also be with the lack of cultural competence. Uh, cultural differences may lead doctors to sort of misdiagnose those within the Latinx or Hispanic community. And for instance, you know, they may describe their symptoms of, you know, depression as one thing, tiredness as another thing, or physical ailment. And they might just misinterpret, you know, either cases when it was the other, you know, case in general. So these symptoms are consistent with depression, but sometimes, I guess, staff members are not sort of trained in how culture influences a person's interpretations of their symptoms, which again, it may they may presume it as another issue, you know what I mean? Like it might be, you know, a case of fatigueness, but they may say, well, it's actually like physical ailments or, you know, maybe you're just having a case of burnout. So because of that, you're kind of just easing, you know, the, the, the mental illness that they're facing but you're not really addressing the core issues or the roots that they are facing deep down. So as a result, you know, they, again, keep it in themselves. They never really ask and think forward about it. And as a result, you know, that mental health stigma becomes a lot more strengthened over time because they're not able to share it with other people. And I also would say that language barriers is also another one as well, right? I think when we're talking about communities in general, especially if it's like a cultural aspect to it, whether that's in Latinx community slash Hispanic community, or if we're talking about another community in general, maybe something related to ethnicity or even cultural background related aspect, race, um, language barriers can really play a huge emphasis, right? If you're not able to communicate with other people about, you know, just general things, right, about your day-to-day things, or if it's just on general topics related to life, um, it will be a lot more difficult to really share with, you know, your mental health issue with other people as well. So I think language barriers can make communicating with providers even more difficult, right? Especially if um, you, you're you not fluent in English. If you're not fluent, it can be difficult to find help from, uh, you know, you know, qualified, staff, certified psychologists or uh, other certified staff members to help ease and cater to their unique and personal issues. And these topics can be difficult for anyone to basically put into words. I mean, you know, depression, right? Even in English, it's kind of hard to explain what depression is, right? Because, well, I mean, yes, it is a, you know, mental and psychological sort of illness that we have but you know when you're in that state and you want to describe what depression is depression you might just say it's pain it's it's suffering right it's dark and it's hard to just put into words with english itself right so having to put 
words but into your prime language while also trying to you know stick that as a puzzle into the English language it can also be especially difficult for those who again may not speak the same language as the potential um, service provider so that can also this can also be a good way for having more trained uh, certified staff that are fluent in maybe like another language um, considerably maybe in Spanish right um, to help you know find people that can connect with them in a more um, communal level where they are able to speak in the same language right um, which also brings to another point which is the bigger issue which is that there is also less health insurance coverage so according to the Kaiser Family Foundation in 2018 19% of Hispanic people had no form of health insurance and in addition to facing an already limited pool of providers due to language barriers uh, people identifying as Latinx slash Hispanic has even fewer options when they are uninsured. So, you know, when you basically have, you know, but so there's only 19% of Hispanic people that had uh, no form of health insurance. So, I mean, that's definitely a not, that's definitely quite a, a wide amount. But if you look at here, it's even those that are not, being there's limited pool providers due to language barriers and that themselves are they're just limiting the chances of them to reach health insurance opportunities because they're not able to speak this the, the man the main language so again we see how language in here can also play a role in how it can even bar you from getting even just health treatment in general not just mental health treatment but health treatment in general so you can definitely see that it's kind of sadly um continuation from one thing to another thing and that's definitely um something that is experienced in the latinx and hispanic community and i would also argue that maybe people who are experiencing like um, who are in the LGBTQ plus community and, you know, are ha experiencing also an additional mental illness in their community, that's also going to add up to uh, how they are going to face and um, the, the stigma of mental health itself too, right? Depending on how their backgrounds are in general, right? But I think with these sort of causes, I think it has to do with the main point of just being... Um, sort of silent and it's kind of like a, a like a cultural norm thing especially with the I think the biggest uh barrier maybe meaning the language barrier right without the importance of language is through connecting people and um, whether that's through difficulties to express difficulties concerns or any other types of um disapproval but the fact that you know they're not sadly meant people who aren't fluent with these specific uh with the specific main language english it can be difficult to again seek help on the unique personal issues and even just putting to words their mental illnesses it can be difficult to find help now there are specific ways that we can seek cultural competent care and there are ways where we can connect these individuals with a certified psychologist uh, within their background in order to um, sort of find a primary care doctor 
to start an assessment or give sort of like a referral to mental health professionals. Um, so you might um, ask yourself some questions that providers may ask, right? Have you treated other Latinx Hispanic people? Have you received training, cultural competence, or on Latinx uh, slash Hispanic mental health? How do you see our cultural backgrounds influencing our communications and my treatment? And you can see that, you know, having more questions directed towards verifying the sort of validity in which these healthcare providers are having, it can definitely allow the process of mental illnesses to be more easier, especially for those who are fluent in English. And whether you seek help from a primary care doctor or a mental health professionals, you should finish your sessions with mental health with mental health professionals feeling heard and respected. You may also ask yourself, did my provider sort of communicate effectively with me? Is my provider willing to in integrate my beliefs, practices, norms, cultural background into my treatment plan? Um, that's definitely another way that you can definitely blend um, what your cultural issues are, and definitely that kind of historical background that you have into your current case of mental health illnesses. Um, I also recommend that you find help um, within like youth group, within your mental health communities, right? Um, and even if it's a cultural, like a mental health awareness in Latino communities, um, it's definitely there to sort of raise awareness of, um, you know, people's journeys and recoveries through mental health and symptoms of mental health conditions that are expressed within that youth group or program, Um um, I also recommend reading a lot, right? So Psychology Today has a lot of like good directories towards Latinx slash Hispanic th therapists. Um, and also just, I think also reading, just reading books in general about sort of uh, the different historical elements of the um, of the Latinx slash Hispanic community um, is also another good way for you to find individuals and understand their backgrounds um, cultural background-wise, historical background-wise practices that allows you to sort of be more open-minded to the experiences that they have uh, given the, and sort of like the social, sociological barriers that they have to face um, in general. We also have Mental Health America's resources for Latinx slash Hispanic communities. And these are basically, it's basically a general mental health Spanish speaking resources that includes a list of Spanish language materials and Spanish language screening tools, which I'll leave down below. And lastly, the American Society of Hispanic Psychiatry. It's there to promote research, education, advocacy, and support for those in the Hispanic community. And it offers a Find a Physician feature on their website. So I also recommend reading books as well as mentioned, right, of the sort of story, the narratives of, you know, the rich enriching history of the Latin Latinx slash um, Hispanic culture in America and just thinking about their perspective and just finding others in the same lens as you or your loved ones or even if you're not from the community it's always good to learn from other people's perspectives and see how you as maybe like a healthcare professional or even as just someone in the community or as a curious individual to learn about their perspectives right um i think 
gaining a new perspectives really in here, whether that's through an understanding immigration lens or if that's understanding the individual within the lens of um, a psychiatrist, right? Or them in general, right? The individual. It allows you to think of new ways to sort of approach these um, mental health illness programs and sort of destigmatize, you know, the the stigma that is experienced by the Latinx community um, and Hispanic community in general as well. And I would also say that, you know, even finding branching further from that, right, maybe Latinx community slash Hispanic community and also those that are within the community and are facing maybe LGBTQ plus, um, you know, they're in commu- community as well. So if they're also in additional community, it's always good to sort of branch out towards that as well. And I feel like the more communities you branch yourself into, the more you realize sort of the differences, but you realize how, how and why they were formed and why they're still sort of being stigmatized today right um i made a previous podcast a couple podcast episodes ago talking about you know the lat the lgbtq plus community and the stigma that they face and now that we look at the lens of sort of the mental health narrative within the latinx community we see that there are issues that are facing the latinx community even more with the way they are getting their mental health services and also the quality that is given to them, right? So it's something that we still need to address and it's something that we still need to research more on, learn more about on. And if you're part of the community, it's something that you should also be more aware of. And yeah, that's all I have to say.